Welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George, the show that talks about feelings and the things that make you feel them. All right, Dan, I want to I want to ask you something, a hypothetical, completely hypothetical question. Shoot. You are traveling, you're in a new city. I can picture it. Okay? Pick any city you want. Picture a city. You got it, right? Denver. Denver. You're in Denver. You call a cab, you call an Uber or a Lyft. You get in and driving that Lyft is your favorite band member. <laughs> I I mean, yeah. I, I couldn't help but keep thinking about that when this was <laughs> discussed on this episode. Yeah. Like, like there, there's a chance in the, the timeline that like I could have just gotten into his car and like think about like how many times you've seen the face of a driver in like mm-hmm. a rideshare thing. You I would have, have known. not known. I would have had no Never idea. Known. It's probably already happened. He's probably driven you home. It would have just said Bob and I would have been like, oh, hi, Bob. Nice to meet you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that was this was a fun episode, Dad. I'm just going to jump right into it because it was a lot of fun. And I feel like you probably have quite a bit to talk about. I had an absolute blast. I I've been like all in on I mean, Braid and Hey Mercedes for going on 20 years now. Like mm-hmm. we, we, we've talked about it on here where like the. 2001 vagrant compilation was like my into like every piece of music yeah and like there, there's like so many genres on that that like it just sent me in so many directions and like there's alkaline trio covering metro which like mm-hmm. sent me into like the 80s stuff and like it's like it literally just sent me in all these directions and hey mercedes was on there and like that was it like i i heard it and i was like okay cool i got one this, this one's for me i this is all i need in, in music yeah I mean, what was it like? Back to the streets was that the one with like the guy with like bare knuckle? Yeah, bumps another on? year on the streets. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull up real streets. quick and see. Like, yeah, who's on that? Because that's the couple songs I listened from. It. It's like I think it's like Down to Earth Approach is definitely on one of them. They were on the third one. They came in the after one. this one. Yeah, the, this this is the second one. But yeah, this is where I heard the pharmacist for the first time. I believe. Yeah, the pharmacist was on it. Uh, I do see. a good cover of the pharmacist. I'm not bragging. I'm just saying it's That's on true. YouTube. It's you there. should go listen to it. So this this is the first place. It's like I, I knew Alkaline Trio, but I didn't know these songs, and I knew Dashboard Confessional, and that was it. I went in like it's like okay, these two things are on here. Let's see what else there is because mm-hmm. I was still interested in finding things at that point in my life. Yeah, and like there are so many things here. Like to this day, I'm still seeking out a Viva Death record. <laughs> and like I, I don't know how to find it. I couldn't find it then. And it wasn't just like in stores. Like I, I, if anybody has an in on that, please. I know that there are a ton of people putting stuff out on vinyl of records that neither kind of made it or like they didn't get their paid do enjoy the ride records from Long Island does this a lot. That's where I got my, uh, they do, they have two subsidiary record labels. They have enjoy the ride records, which is like email music from probably the late nineties, early two thousands, they redid um, underground as a dying breed because that's through an old record label that doesn't really exist anymore, which is why it's oh. not on Spotify. Oh, interesting. Um, so I have that and I have like a bonus seven inch with Max Bemis covering at nature's mercy, which is really fucking cool. Well, you um, have that. I've heard that, but I don't I have, I don't have I, it anywhere. I own that. I want that. 
you're not allowed to come over this pandemic. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it came. It's actually a cool packaging. I'll send you a picture of it after we're done recording. But it's like it's a, I think it's a double LP. And then they actually like built in a folder inside the gatefold to hold the seven inch. Oh, I have a Nightmare of You record that was that. Yeah, it's cool. But like they also did a bunch of other. They did like Scary Kids, Scaring Kids. They did Harvard. Like they did a bunch of these releases. But I think they make most of their money through their other record label called Enjoy the Tunes Records. Okay. Where they put out vinyl records of like the best of Nicktoons, which I have, which is amazing. Oh, those, yeah. Or they do... they did like all the music from Hey Arnold and they did all, all the music from the Transformers movie. Uh, nice. <laughs> yeah. So like, and that's, I think where like they get their novelty stuff just to afford to like put out a Viva death record. Yeah. I, I want to uh, get them to do that. That'd be awesome. But also, I mean, going back to the, the topic at hand here, Hey Mercedes loses control. Like back when I was doing that show with Jack, where we were like going through albums that we thought were perfect, mm-hmm. that was on my list. And like I'm I'm upset now that it, it never got there because the show got shut down. Yeah, damn legal legal rules. Yeah, that is like an all timer for me. That album, start to finish, is perfect. And like I I was legit nervous that I would go like Chris Farley show on this episode and just be like, remember that time where you did this and this? That was awesome. By the way, you know it because you clicked on the episode or maybe you're just auto listening to it. But welcome to the show. Uh, we were, I'm, I'm George. That's Dan. Hi. Uh, we had Bob Nana from Braid and Hey Mercedes on this week. And so many other projects. And so many more. And City Dan, on Film. Oh Dan, Dan has been over the moon since we record. <laughs> my my sister has legit been teasing me since I told her <laughs> we, we made this booking. She's like, you're just not going to be able to contain yourself, are you? No. Like I, I am so happy that this exists and it's something we get to put into the world because it's also a great episode. Like, it really is. He was very kind with his time. Uh, he told us some amazing stories, which is a whole, like, I wish we could like maybe take some out and then put them behind a paywall. Cause they're, yeah, like, right. they're worth your, like this episode is so fun. Yeah. There, there are so many things I'm excited about from just, just from this conversation, from yes. talking about where to find new music, from talking about his Patreon, where my job is like ramping up again. when like, I can almost not yet, but like I'm on the verge of being able to like afford extra things. And I, I cannot wait. <laughs> You'll get there. I'm so uh, close. I want to hear all of these things. I'm so <laughs> into this idea. Well, let's stop talking. Dan, why don't you tell people all about his like projects that he's been working on during the pandemic, and then we can roll into the episode. And so uh, just so I can relive this again, because I'm going to re-listen to it <laughs> after we're done talking. <laughs> all right. So you can find him on Twitter and Instagram at HeyBobNana, BobNana spelled B-O-B-N-A-N-N-A. And then he has his band camp where you can find all the all these, everything. There are so many things on there. His band camp is a treasure trove. Like there's so much good stuff there. So go, go check that out. And yeah, here, here we are. Bob Nana. Pod on, but with like twinkly guitars in the background. Bob, how are you? Yes. I'm feeling pretty good. I'll say that. 
There Good. You go. That's obviously probably the most positive answer we've gotten since doing this podcast. That's not true because the last episode I listened to, that was the first thing that Casey said. She's feeling good. That was her prompt. And also I live with her. <laughs> so she knows the rules. Yeah. <laughs> she she had right, the rundown. Right. <laughs> well, you know, I'm feeling really good because I'm talking to you, to the two of you. Well, thank you. Well, that makes me feel incredibly good. <laughs> yeah. Good. Also, uh, what makes me feel good is that when you spoke, your little name popped up and it says blob, and that makes me happy. Yeah. <laughs> I always forget about that. I always forget about that. Yeah. And I've done a few podcasts where the, where the host is just like, blob, huh? And I'm like, oh, that's right. Well, it's funny, my, uh, just a quick story. My, my um, friend, Mark Rose, had this like, really important meeting. He's a, he does music production, and he was having a... Um, a meeting with an artist and her manager and they were in Barbados recording. And it was like, and he took this screenshot or whatever. And he's like, yeah, this is really cool. I was on this um, call and his wife was like, wait a minute, what is your avatar? And his avatar was like this rat. He did it as a joke. Like, he did it, I think he's on zoom with us. And yeah. he did it as a joke, like me and a few of his friends. And then like, he realized the whole time he was this like, Talking oh my God. Yeah, not not to out anybody but because like maybe because i don't actually know her real name but at, at work we have these monthly meetings where like everybody's required to attend and this one girl showed up and it was like her high school email name and she had no idea so oh like, the person running the meeting was trying to like figure out like yeah. how do i call role for you and but yeah. it was like some wild like Pixie name and it was we're looking yeah, for we're looking for girls not gray xo 13 or some like it's like an aim messenger name. oh yeah, yeah exactly who is uh yeah i think the worst i've done so far is we were doing uh back when the pandemic was just fresh on our minds uh, mm -hmm. a lot of comedians were doing like zoom shows and oh, what right. they would do is a lot of people, you'd always put like your Venmo thing in there if anyone yeah. wants to donate. Oh, sure. Yeah. Um, and towards the end of a show, I pretended to be another comic that I sort of look like. We're both just bald white guys with uh, beards. So it's, there's about 40 of us in, exactly. one, in yeah. Philadelphia. Uh, so I switched my name to him. And then I had to do a bunch of other Zoom calls with friends and stuff. And oh, didn't know my name was still John Deary. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I definitely had a handful where Amazing. just like fucking around with friends, I made my picture just totally bizarre things. Like I had one where I did an anamorph thing where it was a baby picture of my friend and it turned into Sasquatch. Great. And then I, <laughs> I, I went to work and that was still my picture. And I was like, oh no, never mind. <laughs> like that's <laughs> I can't explain this to you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> that's funny. I'm keeping blob. You got to keep it. I'm it's gonna keep whole, it. It's a whole vibe. I think blob is great. Uh but yeah, thank you so much for doing the show. Appreciate it. Thank you for doing the, thank you for doing research because a lot of times we get yeah. comedians to come in and they're like, so wait, what is this? Yeah, we, we get people who are actually our friends who are like, nah, I don't care. Yeah. <laughs> Everyone's got a podcast. I get it. But uh, so yeah, you, you have a show. I've I've been tracking it just through your Instagram because I haven't been able to afford Patreon yet. But I do have a show. What Explain this to me, because I will. You have an incredibly large number of projects that you are part of, I guess it'd be, but yes. you're cataloging them all. Is that what that is? Well, I think we've crossed the streams here a little bit. But, okay. um, the the Instagram thing that you're referring to is what I'm. This was a kind of a quarantine project I took upon myself. I'm kind of a um, 
a tiny bit OCD about documenting things. Okay. So like, for instance, I know every show that I've ever played the date and who played the show with me. And I've been keeping track of that since I played my first show. Yeah. Wow. If, if anybody is interested, I would direct them to your Instagram because the flyers and old pictures and stuff that yeah. you post and have posted over the years, it's, it's incredible. Like it's, it's fun. But what I wanted to do was I, I've got this hard drive of all this old material and stuff. And I've got a lot of um, works in progress mm-hmm. on there, like from literally like 15 years, 20 years ago, I'll, mm-hmm. I have half written songs and it was bugging me that that was the case. So what I decided to do was compile everything into this big long list, not only of like um, works in progress I had, but also things I, that I have released. Okay. And then I thought it would be fun to do um, a project where I kind of analyze each one. I mean, there ended up being a lot, there's over this 1100 things on there. Yeah. <laughs> just, just from tracking it, I was, I was going through today and looking just, just to kind of get a feel for like how yeah. long it, it had to have taken. And just the A's were a whole month. Yeah. <laughs> like I said, there's 1100 of them. And yeah. It, wow. it worked out to about 22 songs per week. Okay. But the thing is, it's not, I'm usually, um, I'm not writing like dissertations on each one, but I, if I have like links for demos and stuff, I'll put them in there in my Patreon. If I've got like other versions that I've recorded or live versions that I have, if a lot of the stuff's unreleased, so I'll upload that to YouTube and then put a link to it. And then I'll say a word, you know, like a little blurb about the song, whether like, okay, here's, here's what it was about. Here's what we were thinking when we were doing it or something like that. Just kind of a fun thing to, I, I mean, I hope it's interesting because it's a lot of like, shit that people maybe haven't heard before but it's definitely interesting for me because it helped me organize everything so every week i've got these 22 songs and i can figure out um the best way to organize them on my hard drive and stuff it's it's weird i know it's i love it no this is like very much my up my alley of someone that like had to touch everything on the desk before we started recording yeah (laughs) well there's another and then so the, the the and i'll I'll shut up. It's, you know, one of the things you talked about on the podcast I listened to was you were going to have a show where you only talked and you weren't going to let your guests talk. At all. Yes. <laughs> yeah. This has not been that show so far. I'm, so, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm very it. happy that we're not doing it this time. <laughs> but I do actually have a podcast and it's called Bob's Top Five. The thing is, I don't talk about it that much. I kind of don't care if people listen to it. Mm-hmm. It's the green water of podcasts. <laughs> it's got, oh, we haven't even gotten to that yet. But um, basically what I do, and I'll tell you why I do it in a second, but like I, I listen to all or as much of the new music that comes out on a given Friday as I can. Mm-hmm. Stuff that I'm interested in, stuff that I know that's coming out, stuff that sounds interesting. I have a few sites I go to. Oh, this is coming out. I want to listen to this, this, and this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm definitely going to message you after this to get those because I, I was doing it for years. I for like 2013 yeah. to 2016, I was like really on top of it. I was making a point of like listening to like 10 things a week, at least. And like, at least like listening to like a track or Amazing. two off of these things. But then all those sites just became nothing. I, I couldn't find anything that was actually a quality site to find new stuff anymore. And that just gave up. Cool. No, I found some, um, Consequence of Sound is one. Metacritic is another one. Okay. Um, pause and Play is one that's, uh, and there's one called, um, oh, yeah, I, I, whatever. I can't remember, but I, I, could, I could send you the link. But yeah, yeah I definitely it's want a pretty that. Good, yeah. Pretty good lists. And oh, and um, 
Stereo Gum does a list now every week mm. too. Which oh, is okay. Cool. Yeah, I, I kind of stopped paying attention to them when they became more just article based, even though they still do great writing. Dude, there are uh, the guy who is doing the number ones column. Oh, I don't know I, if you... Yeah, that that is the only one I really check in on a regular basis. There's so much stuff that I, I feel like I should have known before. I know. Like there, there's like they did like a handful of Bowie just throughout the years here, and I'm like, how did I not know that this was a number one song? Like it's so incredible and i can't i mean it's one of those articles that like or those projects like you know obviously there are more number one songs happening every week or different ones or something so he's yeah. going to be doing this for a while he's in the 80s now i think the late 80s but basically what he's doing is he's um writing a pretty long detailed article on each number one song that yeah, there it was. is significant it is not just like a throwaway thing no. like yeah no, he does a decent amount of research and he'll put a little bit of criticism, his own little criticism in there and he'll rate it and he'll include links to whatever he finds, demo versions, et cetera, et cetera. It's, it's so well done and I, it's right up my alley. I love That's it. That's great. I love, I love the deep dive on of like finding those like old past versions of stuff. That's exactly. Like I remember, well, we have been vocal on this podcast about not a great guy, but when I found the uh, like, it's it's it sounds just like frankly mr shankly it's like an early demo of frankly mr shankly but it's got a trumpet in it for some reason okay oh yeah, and yeah i was yeah. like this has made it all worth it because it's just do 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 in the middle of the song it's the same song yeah, nothing else is different <laughs> but it, it made my day <laughs> it's like you can make your own alternate version of frankly mr shankly here's yeah. frankly mr shankly with like I'm going to whistle during this part or something. Like that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So George, you're a musician. You should have it done by now. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Before we spin our giant wheel, I Great. wanted to test you really quickly because you mentioned that you can remember like every show. I do. Okay. Well, I don't remember. No, wait a minute. Okay. I, I remember. Know. I keep track. Okay. Okay. Keep track. Uh, and I have no way of testing this, so you can lie to me. Uh, what was the last show that you played with uh, uh, where Hot Rod Circuit was either the opener or closer? That's a great question. If I had to guess, it would have been definitely a Hey Mercedes show. So probably 2002, maybe? All right. I would say, wait, do you know the answer to this? I don't, no. Okay. Oh, okay. I, I, was, I was hoping there'd be like some big like, gotcha. No, yeah, and then Andy Jackson can, comes through this door. I, know. I can figure it out. I can figure it out. I mean, I've got the list here, but. Were you uh, at that show? Is what? that why you're asking? Were you at that one? No, uh, no, because in 2002, I didn't meet, because I knew, I knew Andy. I think me and Andy are now like at a friendship base where like when I see him at shows, he goes, uh, your face. Cause I've lost a lot of hair since we've been become friends. Um, but he was, uh, he used to work for my friend's dad when they were first starting out in new Haven, like new Haven area. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and they worked at a, like a, a big industrial laundromat. And so anytime on tour, they would come stay at my friend's house. And when oh, we started amazing. our band, we would like all sleep over the same night and be like, so, uh, you're signed with, uh, you signed with vagrant. That's pretty cool. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I got the answer for you. What do we got? It was um, August 10th, 2001. Mm. And it looks like I've only played 11 shows with Hot Rod Circuit, which wow. is oh, wow. kind of shocking because we did a tour with them. Anyways, um, uh, August 10th, 2001 at the Catalyst in Santa Cruz, California with Saves the Day. 
Bob, wow. I'm pleased to say that that is correct. Oh, correct. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Amazing. Right. You ready to spin oil? Yes, I am. Your listeners should know that we are on a Zoom call, and I can see very clearly. I don't see a wheel. Yeah, no, no. yeah. If you want to just describe a fake wheel, you can. That might be a fun. Bit. <laughs> well, it's, it's. I'll be honest. It's it's enormous. It's very colorful. There's yep. flames coming off of it. Mm-hmm. Yep. This is what we blow on our our stimulus check on. This is what I it's know. here for. Be, please be careful. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> All right, we landed yep. on rattled. All right. All right. So, Bob, what makes you feel rattled? Well, I'm glad that it landed on rattled because I am a musician and I'm uh, used to, you know, percussive sounds. I'll say Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Not that that's got anything to do with, um, you know, the adjective or the feeling. Why am I thinking of the, of that, what's it, the vibra something? Are we just going to talk about the vibra vibra slap? (laughs) Vibra slap, yeah. Vibra slap, yeah. I think so. I had to Google it for a sound effect. Uh, I think for this show or maybe for a different like audio thing. And I was like, what is is that thing called? What's the crazy train instrument? (laughs) What a weird, yes, exactly. Exactly right. And I'm wondering, uh, we, I must have used it at some in some song. You know, usually it's sitting at the stair or at the studio, and you're like, "Yeah, no one ever uses this." Yeah. No, but probably someone's got everyone. Maybe yeah. What rattles me? Um, well, I'll s- we were talking a little bit earlier. Um, about the uh, river being, I am in Chicago right now. Mm-hmm. Are the both of you in Philadelphia? I'm He's in Jersey now. Yeah, Jersey. Yeah. Oh, okay. I okay. moved halfway through the podcast, so we were talking <laughs> about um, the river being dye green, which I don't give a shit about <laughs> here in Chicago. And yeah, it's whatever. That's that. That doesn't rattle me at all. But um, the first thing that I that comes to mind when I think of things that rattle me are. And we also talked a tiny bit about like OCD-ish type things. Mm-hmm. I hate it when when things are impeding other things. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that's I feel that very, as very a, much. <laughs> as a musician, right? Mm-hmm. And we, you know, you guys are both play music, right? Mm-hmm. I I know how to make music. He but dabbles. I don't, do, I don't do it well. <laughs> okay. Okay. But yeah. I mean, you know, you demo stuff, you recorded stuff, as you know, shit everywhere. Yes. Like, so there's, and especially chords. Like, oh my every, God. Any, yeah, anytime you need to, like, pick up a chord or. I don't move know a chord, what you're talking there about. There you go. <laughs> I just no idea. There you go. You know what? You, you know what? I should just even podcasters have this. Mm-hmm. Um, Literally every time I think I have fixed the chord problem, I have to add or remove a chord and it all just goes to hell all over again. Especially when there's those like those manual, I don't know what they're called, but when you have the multiple, like the, uh, like the, uh, uh, telephone operator. Right. Exactly. Things, where the, it's just um, like yellow and orange cords going into everything. We recorded. I can't remember what those call it. Yeah. Called. We recorded. It's like a switchboard, but it's a music. The music one. The, 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 the music it's like a record. pod. Is it called? I don't yeah. Know. It's I don't something know, like I, that. I the only time I've seen it used was Radiohead on SNL. That's my only reference for it. <laughs> yeah. it was like Radiohead freaking out and Johnny Greenwood just unplugging things. Patches. It's a patch bay. Patch bay. Oh, yes. 
Thank I'm, you. I got this two more points, two points, two more points for me. Uh, I think you're winning. <laughs> <laughs> Bob Nano, winner of Feel Feelings Podcast. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so, no, a hundred percent of, of like uh, right now, no lie. I picked that up, that cord up during the call because I was tracking some, uh, interlude stuff for the show. Mm-hmm. I have my old base next to me and I, it's a tight corner in the office. Yeah. Um, and I can't move the chair forward because there's a cord there and like, I could have fixed it immediately, but I rushed in, sat down cause I wanted to get started on the call and like uh, what I should have done was taken like five minutes just to straighten up because <laughs> just there's, there's every, like we have the uh, mic. Cause I use like the vocal mic because the Yeti that I was using initially is real. Uh, it's got like a weird sound in it now. Like yeah. I think it's something with the wire where it's just a high pitched squeal. Uh-huh. So now I run it through like my road into an interface, into the computer, um, just to get kind of a clearer sound. So I've got three wires just there. Yeah. It yeah. is, it is the bane of my existence half the time, but I do not have the patience to clean up after myself either. <laughs> you know, and I try, uh-huh. I really do try, but it's so mm-hmm. often, you know, things get hooked on other things and then the things fall. Mm-hmm. And it's Dude, that, not that's like the thing, like trying yeah, to things, things break. As, as soon as one thing falls, then like it all is done. It's dumb. Well, and it's, it's sometimes it's a domino effect where you're yeah. going to knock some, something else over. And like trying, trying to fix it and like uncover it and like, yeah, getting so frazzled in that moment. Like I, mm-hmm. I'm feeling it right now. My, my whole body just got like <laughs> tighter. You know where it's also a problem? The refrigerator. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Or cabinets in general, I suppose, could be the same thing. As someone that lives with uh, multiple people who are all siblings, uh, mm-hmm. there is just stuff where they have marked everything. It's like, no, this is mine, and this oh, is. Oh, they the- mark it. They they mark it just because like there's so little room in the house. It's just it's a smaller like Cape Cod style house. Sure. And uh, and yeah, oh, it's just so much stuff of things in the way and cluttering. Make sure like everyone's got their own shit. It is exhausting. Yeah. Oh my God, Bob. I just live here with my girlfriend and we share literally everything and have exactly the same problem. I don't know how to fix it. I have no idea. Yeah. Well, well, so, well I, I have an idea for you, but you're not going to like it. <laughs> okay, go. Ouch. <laughs> I, um, was mar- I was a married man for a while. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll just, I could just end there. We can leave it. <laughs> and so in my apartment that I'm in right now, um, you know, lived with my wife and this was a constant, I mean, this wasn't the be all end all <laughs> of our relationship, but even so, like it was, I think we just each had that sort of um, trigger mm. that made, if you were in the, not if, if you were in the way or your shit was in the way of something, and it, you know, small things, they tend to add up. It just, it was like a, a weird sort of trigger. Yeah. yeah um, see, we don't have enough space to like, for either of us to claim anything. So yeah. like, we just approach a mess as like, this is ours. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, that's a wonderful way to. Oh yeah, it's healthy. <laughs> it's totally a good relationship thing, but it's not a if problem only we can my, fix. If only our therapist had said that you were our therapist, maybe <laughs> yeah. I would have been, maybe we would have been a different the, the thing I always like to tell people is like, think about you being in traffic and you get mad at all the other cars. Like you're not part of traffic. You're part of it. You're doing it. Mm. That's that beautiful. That is true. But I mean, if, 
if you want, I have another thing that pops into my head about Colorado. Of course, yeah. And you brought up um, people in traffic, but I'm going to take it um, another step because it sort of um, relates to that in that I get really rattled when people don't follow the rules. Oh my God. Yeah. Or, or, or just think the rules don't apply to them. Yeah. Yeah. Like, why do you think that you're the only one who thought of this? Like clearly everybody thought that this is a thing someone could do, but they know the rules. Here's the thing. I live in an area of New Jersey that has accepted that there is a rule that needs to be broken. And if you don't break that rule, you're the asshole. It's very weird. Basically, Whoa. when pulling onto one of the many roads in northern New Jersey, because they're all a lot of like kind of main roads that all kind of lead towards the George Washington Bridge. Yep. Um, when you're pulling in, I would say I was raised not to pull into the shoulder and then merge. That oh. is the wrong way to do that. You have to do that in Bergen County, New Jersey, or else you will never get anywhere. Really? So that, wow. that's yeah. something I had to like actually unlearn and be See, like, that's- I have- that's interesting. Yeah. Those sort of like, you know, like illegal things that oh, yeah. have become de facto legal. Yeah. And it's like, just, you got to do it or else you are stuck and you're going to piss some people off. It's like a regional legality. It's like specifically in this area, it's the yeah. only way to get on the highway is to <laughs> kind of like so, risk life and limb. <laughs> so George, how, how long of, of seeing that did it take you to actually be someone who does it? Um, so I learned about this rule when I was in college because I went to college around here. Okay. Um, and you, you know, we didn't have like a college town. It was basically just this main road that had restaurants and bars and stuff that you'd go to. Uh, so to pull onto the highway, I would wait there forever because I'm from rural New England mm-hmm. where – you know, it's, you, we never had to learn how to parallel park. Like that's the kind of rural uh, thing that I have to deal with. Uh, and I was sitting that like, I think waiting to merge for about, I'd say three or four minutes before even making a move. And the kid who is now one of my best friends in the seat next to me was like, what are you doing? Just pull into the shoulder. I was like, no, it's illegal. And he was like, just, and he explained the whole thing. Like if it was a like a trainer car where he had the wheel and had like his own set of pedals on his side of the car, we would have been there by now. Yeah. It's just, <laughs> it, it was a rule that I had to learn and then kind of unlearn the correct way of doing it. It is. Yeah. It is it's weird. I found that, you know, we're talking about regional stuff. Um, it, in terms of getting onto highways or turning around doing like U-turns doesn't in, in New Jersey, it's a, uh, a little odd as yeah. compared to the rest of the country. You and have same, to turn same, left or you have to turn right to turn left. Same mm-hmm. in okay. Detroit, same oh, near Detroit. Detroit. Like same thing. It's called a Michigan left or <laughs> huh? the Michigan or yeah, Michigan left where it's like, you, you have to, yeah. Turn left when you want to go right. It's it's weird. I had to I had to learn it. It's um, uh it's a way to get rid of um uh, uh traffic stops. And so, yeah, jerks. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, traffic stops. Of course. Yeah, it's it's one of those things where it, well, like uh, I know a rotary circle or like a traffic circle that gets rid of the stoplight. This is a way to like ease traffic a little bit. They call it a jug handle in New Jersey. No, oh, okay. Um, but, oh, that's why that ends called that. Yes. It's right on one of those. I get uh, it. Now. <laughs> <laughs> We're um, all learning. But when I was in New England and I went to college in Jersey, I had a friend, uh, she's still my, one of my friends to this day, 
Prove try it. to argue with me because she was <laughs> in the backyard two days ago. Uh, <laughs> she tried to argue with me that she's one of she loves New Jersey. She's the biggest fan of New Jersey. All right. Uh, you Big, know. She's like the boss. She's bigger, oh, yeah. bigger than the boss. As, as soon <laughs> as the, the best of us. Yeah. As soon <laughs> as the boss uh, got pulled over for drug driving, she was the first <laughs> she person to be over. like, she took over. He, do, he doesn't need to be like arrested. No, like, yeah. yeah, it was. He, she went right to the defensive, but she tried to explain that, like, uh, that, like, no, no, this is the better way. And I grew up just turning left, and I was like, how is going across a clear highway? Yeah, all the way to the left, you then make a full turn and then turn back on. How is that better? And she she would not give me a straight answer. She just knew that if Jersey did it, it was better. Well, <laughs> we all get used to our own things. Yeah, I get it. I get that. There are a lot of people here that think the river should be green. <laughs> yeah, they they all missed it really terribly last year, from what I hear. Listen, what a bunch of <laughs> right. <laughs> What I saw those pictures and we just kept like teasing my friend and he was like, I couldn't possibly care. Like, there's, <laughs> there's not a question you could ask me that could make me care about I don't this. care. I really don't care. And what was interesting to, um, this isn't going to go into another rattling uh, scenario. Fantastic. Okay. Um, <laughs> I, up until very recently, drove for Lyft. You know, I was home from, when I would be on home from tour mm-hmm. or doing whatever, I supplemented my income by driving for Lyft. Mm-hmm. In March of last year, it was right around St. Right before St. Patrick's Day when, you know, everything, the shit hit the fan a little bit. Yeah. yeah. And I think yeah. it was my last, I was driving for Lyft and I was like, I don't know if I should be driving anymore. And I was noticing, you know, at this point, nobody should have been out. But I was driving, I think it might've been like, the, might've been the 15th actually of last year, which has been recording this, or like the 13th or something like that, where it was just madness, you know, in Wrigleyville, near Wrigley Fields here yeah. is, you know, there's a line of bars and it can be uh, really, really <laughs> annoying. Yeah, it's but, insane. I, I've, I've been out there a couple of times and it's like my least away. favorite spot to be. <laughs> yeah. stay there's, there's one really amazing bar really close called um, G-Man. It's near okay. the met- Metro. I don't know if you've been to Metro, <laughs> which is like a, just the, the best venue in Chicago. Yeah, yeah, I've been out there for comedy. I've never actually gotten to go to any of the music out there. And like, it's like legendary venues. And like, I've just never oh, been able to dude. get to any of them. I, I, I still have the, uh, the DVD copy of Alkaline Trio live yeah, so on the from the Metro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. There you go. It's somewhere in a storage box somewhere. As soon as like, I got rid of the DVD player, I was like, no, this is worth keeping. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to need this one. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, um, that weekend, I, like, <laughs> I remember driving somebody and they were like coughing the whole time. I was like, I'm done. I can't. Yeah, I'm done with no. this. So I stopped no driving and then... Um, Lyft kept going, but I stopped driving for about three months. And then I started again in June of, of last year, once they put in all of the like protocols and stuff, like you got to wear a mask and mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. But um, I decided to stop driving for Lyft in December of last year because of another job opportunity that came up that is, is another sort of kind of interesting topic. But um, in February or in la- last month, actually, I got an email. It's like, hey, Lyft drivers, you can get a vaccine because you're part of the um, public, you're like a public transit worker oh. here in Chicago. So I was like, 
yeah, I'm a Lyft driver. <laughs> yeah, I hadn't wow. like driven in like six weeks. Um, but I was like, hell yeah. And so I was able to get an appointment. And so um, I got, you know, my vaccination February 2nd and I got my second one March 2nd. So I'm, I'm all good. So thank you, Lyft. Wow, there you go. Lyft, that's awesome. Um, now I just feel outnumbered because I'm the only one here. Yeah, that I, I got I got mine too. Yeah. I'm all done. Yeah. Not that oh, lack of trying. Casey, and she's great for this. I love Casey so much. I'm going to marry that woman one day. She uh-huh. logs, She wakes up early every morning because she's fully vaccinated. No one knows how she got vaccinated because she's a realtor other than being a musician. And for some reason, nobody knows. She knows. She knows. No, she knows the string she pulled. (laughs) I don't, I don't know. I don't think because we tried to, she, she, there was a genuine conversation that we were like, she got like the one a status to go get vaccinated as Uh a realtor. Like she was in the Uh same as a realtor as doctors Uh and police officers. Like she was in that same grouping and we were trying to figure out a way to be like, is there any way we can like give this to someone else? Like I can hold yeah. out for a couple more weeks. Yeah, and, right. And then at a certain wow. point, we're just like, yeah. listen, you've been given an opportunity. Go do I don't it. Don't think you can't. I don't think you can't not do it, you know? But she wakes up every morning, probably around like 6 30, because that's when the dog wakes us up the first time. <laughs> uh, and uh, and she'll get on like CVS.com and she checks if there's anything available for me to go get a oh, vaccine. That's nice. Oh, wow. It's that's so great. Nice. Yeah, because if it was up to me, I'd wake up at noon every day and be like, no, nope, not today. <laughs> Everything's gone. Everything's yeah, taken. Sorry. She's, yeah. So one of these days, I'll yeah, be. I'm, I'm going to tell I the story and not mention names, but someone I know is in town for the next couple of weeks because they live in Chicago, but somehow oh. found a way to get one in Atlantic City. <laughs> and just flew home like they're they're from here they they went to chicago because they got a job out there but like they came back just to get a vaccine and how is friend of the show blake wexler i'm just wondering <laughs> yeah. i don't know if that's the real person no, or not it's but... not no okay I, damn it <laughs> i i don't i don't want to out her because i i don't know oh if, it's a her yeah there i don't, I don't, I don't know if they're down to 50 percent of the yeah. people <laughs> i don't know if they're proud of the lengths that they've gone to or not but you know, by the time they go back to Chicago, they'll be done. They'll be vaccinated. That was the thing that, like, my mom now is a resident in Florida. She's done the classic, like, born and raised in Long Island, then moved to, uh-huh. you know, they, and now she lives in Florida. Right. Like she should. Like, it's it's incredible to watch the trajectory be like, yeah, you're hitting all the signposts. Huh? Yeah, exactly. um, but uh, so she is a Florida resident. So she got fully vaccinated the other day, yeah. she got, like her second shot the other day. And she'll call me up every few days and be like, "Listen, you still Brag. have your, you still <laughs> you still have your Pennsylvania license because we still you still on that insurance. So why don't you just drive down to Philly, see if you can get one there, and if you can't go in there, shut your day off, just see what happens." <laughs> <laughs> you'd be surprised, like you'd be surprised, like I don't know how it is to, in Philly, but I mean they've got CVSs there, obviously. Like yeah. CVS hasn't done any vaccinations here in Chicago, but like Walgreens is the farm as a pharmacy here that does it. Mm. But like, I've had friends that have just been like, yeah, sometimes you, you just can go in and they have some left. Yeah. If you show yeah. up, like if you show up at closing time, they have to use them that day because they defrosted them or whatever. Yeah. And like, they can't refreeze them. So they have to use them. They need an air fryer is what they need. <laughs> That's what they need. <laughs> I think that is a great time to go on. To yeah. Let's break. go on break on that. John Koppel is back with the second season of Peaks, 
the podcast that takes a closer look at the peak years of the celebrities that dominated pop culture. The guests this season are incredible, except I'm not on it still, so we'll have to talk about that. And the takes are hot, so hot. Celebrities this time around include Mike Tyson, John Candy, Mike Myers, Leo, Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio. I know so much more about Quaaludes because of that man. And John Candy, he's everybody's uncle. Now, despite the fact that they have refused to let me on to talk about how amazing the actor Brendan Fraser is and how he deserves the credit that he is so due, you should definitely subscribe to Peaks. It's an amazing podcast. Subscribe anywhere you get your podcasts. And John's a great guy, despite his aversion to having me on his own show. John, put me on the show. You're in Philly. Are you both? Are you from Philly? Or I grew up in the suburbs, but then for the past few years, I've been in the city. Okay. But George is from New, New England. Yeah, George, George is all over. Yeah. Yeah, I was born on Long Island, but then oh, I grew Long up Island. There. That's right. Yeah, I I was born there, but I did most of my growing up in like Connecticut. Got uh, it. Which is which explains the hot rod circuit. Yeah. 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 Uh no, I grew up in like. Um, New London, Connecticut is like yeah. the biggest near town. Cool. Uh, I played, there was a venue there called the LNG that I think yeah, is now a vape it. shop. <laughs> I, play, I played the LNG. Would you like to know the date I played the LNG? I would love to. Of course. Because it was E-L. It was, it was like... Um, it wasn't L and G. Right, it was G-E-E. Yeah. Oh, nice. Yeah, not at all what I was picturing. Hey, here it is. LNG, New London, Connecticut, February 20th. 2003, hey Mercedes played there with Armor for Sleep. Cool. Breaking, oh, wow. Breaking Pangea. Oh, fun. And oh, Halo, band. <laughs> and Halo Jump. Halo Jump. No, 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 that one. Uh, I was, there's this guy on YouTube that's very into like punk and hardcore. Uh, and he was talking about Hatebreed, another, the only oh, other like famous Connecticut band. Um, and uh, weirdly enough, I've realized that a lot of Connecticut bands, I'll start with H. Breed, Hot Rod Circuit, Hostage Com, who was great. Uh, but he posted a flyer. It was like, listen, like, Hate Breed did all this great booking in Connecticut. And it was like, Shelter, Hate Breed, like all these classic hardcore bands. And it was at the LNG Club on 36 Gold yeah. Street. Like, you know, Amazing. Nice. I was like, oh, come on, man. Like, I spent so many weekends <laughs> there playing gigs at 15, not knowing how to play an instrument. <laughs> yeah. Is there a hate breed this always would come whenever a hate breed came up like within my circle of bandmates mm -hmm. they would always talk about this split seven inch that was like a hate breed split seven inch with a band called hate beak that was a bird <laughs> who was yelling who would who would the singer of the band was a bird I, I am going to, I am looking this up. I want this. <laughs> if it exists, yeah, we're going to sell them out. See if it's you didn't find it. I, I, <laughs> they might have been making it up. I don't think so. If, if not, can you get in touch with all those people and make it? <laughs> <laughs> okay, I see it. Hate Beak, Bird Seeds of Vengeance. Jesus Hell Christ. Hellbent for Feathers. <laughs> Hate Beak is a death metal band. First band to, it says, uh, yeah, a gray parrot, Waldo. A gray parrot. Hey, is reported to be the first band to have an avian vocalist. 
Is it God. actually a bird? Like a real yeah, it's a bird. bird. Real bird. I was picturing like a mascot. No, but holy oh, no. shit. It's an actual yeah, bird. Waldo, That's a amazing. great parrot. Yeah, holy shit. Wow. I think this is a great point to come back <laughs> into the podcast. <laughs> they had an album out. It was a split in 2018. So oh, I didn't know that. Wal- I, it might be a different Waldo. I don't think that bird's... I mean, parrots live a long time, but it said it was born in 91. Yeah, that, that bird might still be alive. That bird is older than me? Yeah. Not not me, though. <laughs> yeah, you, you congratulations. Yeah. I win. I'm older than that fucking bird. <laughs> God yeah. damn it. Fucking wow. bird's more successful than me. This is, I'm mad. Yeah, we don't know how successful the band is. They, they have a Wikipedia page, so... I don't have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> hey, you... You can. It, they're, a, they're a three piece. It's two dudes and a bird. Oh my God. That oh is my God. Yeah, they started, they started They started. making music again in 2015 and they are a current ongoing act again. All right. Uh, well, I, the pandemic. You know. <laughs> yeah, you know, indefinite hiatus. Holy <laughs> shit. <laughs> and the bird flu, the bird flu probably hit him pretty hard too. Yeah, absolutely. Remember that? Bird flu. RIP. The the see also link on their Wikipedia page for zoo musicology, a field of musicology and zoology, more specific, zoosemiotics. So, oh they, my gosh, they're, they're they're for science now, I guess. There you <laughs> I'm go. all for science. I think wow. I admitted on the la- the episode that just came out um, that I went to oceanology camp. So yes. all for science, big on science. It, it's Connecticut. <laughs> they have fancy summer <laughs> Imagine if yeah. that was in like Alabama, you'd be like, wow, sounds incredible. <laughs> no, it was, they took us out on like boats. We would take uh, like riverbed samples from the river in New London. And uh, they would, they showed us this giant fucking lobster and explained that lobsters have no natural predators. So when they found this one, it's like a 54 pound lobster. That's, and they killed it. No, that's, that's I, I don't know. No, I don't know about that, but they took it out and it's like the size of a large cookie sheet. Oh my God. Like it was a huge lobster. Uh, Lobsters and, rattle me. I'll say that, but keep going. Yeah, no, they're weird. They're, <laughs> the underbelly like of them. any crustacean Don't is want, weird. No, yeah. no, nope. no, no thanks. Nope. Yeah, they're all just um, a little too gross. Yeah. It's just, yeah. yeah. Uh, do you have a good rattled, Dan? Um. I, I like mine, but it's a bunch of spoilers for different things. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> what, like WandaVision or something? I yeah. don't know. I, I, mean, I haven't watched WandaVision. So old, no. old, old enough things that like I feel like it's okay to talk about. But... Star Wars? <laughs> Can you believe the boat sank at the end of Titanic? Yeah. What? <laughs> what? One is a TV show that I think everybody should watch. So I, f- I feel nervous about telling people how it ends, but I was joking about WandaVision, but it is no, no, it's, it's it, knowing Dan is a hundred percent Bob Newhart. No, oh, okay. I know how it is. <laughs> yeah, that, the end of Newhart is fucking brilliant, but <laughs> well, I mean, you, I think That's you not should it. still say it. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. That, that was not what I wanted to do. But you can do some spoilers then, just yeah. you know, you could give a warning and be like, hey, fast oh forward God. a little bit. We need more sound effects, we'll just like beep it out. <laughs> yeah, so George, do you have one? Do you want to do? I, mine one was a little heavy, but I guess we can discuss it a, a briefly. Um, with it being like the year of the pandemic, uh, uh, that's obviously a little, uh, that got me a little shook. However, um, in civics class in eighth grade, we're all taught that uh, we are, uh, you know, a, a, a quick and speedy trial. It's in, it's in writing. We, we should deserve to get it. And it has been a year since uh, the murder of Breonna Taylor, and mm. it is now only picking jurors. 
this man yeah. should already be in prison. Yeah, uh, it's it's <laughs> got me. I don't mean to get like too heavy no, in the middle of a true. fun comedy podcast, but holy shit. Yeah, definitely. I mean, rattled is the right thing because like you you see those things happen and like you don't think they're possible. And then you see them happen on such a large scale with like mm-hmm. so much publicity. And you're like, even with all these eyes watching, they're not trying harder. Mm-hmm. But you As- saw how those cops were like connected in a yeah. way where they like couldn't get fired or I forgot exactly what the it's thing that, was, but they that were so connected. brotherhood of the police thing. Yeah, police police like, unions are whole... incredibly strong. Yeah. It's, it's insane to me like that. And like, also even coming back further, just like maybe the thing that has me rattled is finally realizing just how fucked the whole system is uh, in, um. in regards to uh, reforms where I'm from Connecticut. I was in college when Newtown happened and I think after Newtown happened, everyone was like, cool, what's who, what's the first state that's going to ban weapons, like ban guns? And we're still in this situation. No. <laughs> yeah. 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 And then you, you see like the NRA going bankrupt, but then you realize that's just them taking advantage of bankruptcy laws so that they don't have to pay taxes and they can move to a new state. Like, yeah, like they oh, every step of progress Texas? is just cheating. Like, yeah. agreed. Anyway, but you were going to talk about New Heart, Dan. <laughs> I know, guys. Cords in the cords knocking over shit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Fucking green water. What do you hate more, the green water or the bean? Be honest. <laughs> green water. I don't. I like the bean. The bean's cute. I've never actually had a chance to see the bean. I've always been there in the winter and didn't feel like doing outside things. I think the things. bean's pretty cool. But yeah, it's pretty cool. Seems neat. Dan, would you mind just telling the story? Because I remember the last time you were in Chicago, you uh, uh, performed, and at the very end of that performance, oh, we yes. talked about it on the show. But it's yeah. one of my favorite stories, and it's a what, good fucking palate cleanser. <laughs> one of my absolute favorite sketches that I've ever been a part of. My my girlfriend is part of a sketch team in Philly, and they got accepted into Chicago Sketch Fest, and they they were like oh you're coming do you want to do because we we had done this sketch a couple times in Philly and they're like you're coming do you want to do it and what it is is like they're they're basically rolling the credits of the sketch giving everybody all their credit and then they interrupt it to be like oh we have this new writer and they introduce me with whatever my fake name is and they play this video where it's all just like the cutest couple pictures of me and my girlfriend and it's like a proposal and it's set up like it's 100% real. <laughs> and after the video stops and I ask her, she's just like, I'd love to marry you, but I'm already married to God. And then pulls out a habit and grabs a suitcase and leaves. And then while everybody is filing out of the theater, it's just me like crushed and crying and depressed <laughs> on the stage until everybody, like until the last person has left the theater. I don't think I've had more fun, like more fun performing comedy than that's that. That's awesome. What I, a great, that's a great bit. It wasn't even written for us. One of the people on the team wrote it and then was like, oh shit, this would be perfect. What I love about that sketch though, is that you've done it before. In Chicago, you had friends that were yes. at the show yes, and they the, did not use the fake name where they were just like, no, we have this writer named Dan. He has something to say. Why don't you come out? No, no, it's even better. It's actually the same person <laughs> who flew to Atlantic City. That that same person, she she came to the show with her boyfriend and they they both know my name. Like I've, <laughs> I've, known, I've known her her entire life, if that gives you any clues to the relation. But... They introduce me with my fake name and then she starts to see it all start to build and play out. And she, she took a video 
and you can see her in the video like super excited that she actually gets to be there for this big moment and then when she realizes it's, it's fake the camera just like slowly drops and like oh my god i i need to get that video from her that's it's that's it's, amazing oh my god yeah there there's never been more fun than that for me yeah that's I, awesome i love disappointing people on such a massive scale <laughs> it sounds like that audience might have been pretty rattled damn yes you think season two is not going to have these intros? You yeah. got another thing coming, audience. We, we may have a wheel now, but we're still doing bad transitions. <laughs> Dude, I yeah, uh, I, I think I've been to a, I've been to one of the sketch fests here. My um, one of my best friends was involved in Second City and did oh, cool. um, Boom Chicago in um, Amsterdam. Oh, okay. And uh, he's he's in L.A. right now. Surprise, surprise! But he, you know, doing. Uh, writing and, and acting as well like i i i was in the chicago during like the the um like rachel dratch i saw rachel dratch like tina awesome. and rachel dratch. like yeah. the sketch the sketch fest i saw there it was a there was a Faye and dratch uh -huh. um sketch part that they did oh that's, that's awesome it was, i think it was like right when tina Fey got um uh hired for snl and i and and rachel dratch was not yeah. Initially, I think Tina Fey was just a oh dog. Hello. <laughs> I think Tina Fey was just a uh, writer. writer for a while, and then became a cast member, and that's when Rachel Trash came on board. But that's amazing to see that like in its infancy. Dude, it was so good, and it was so hilarious. It was really, really funny and really mm -hmm. fun. And my through my friend, I, I've been to two Saturday Night Lives. Oh my god, um, that's. Like I, I don't, I've never wanted to be on SNL. That's never been a dream of mine. That I just want to, I just want to go to it. I just want to be there once. I went, yeah, I went once. It was, um, I went. It was weird. The first time I went, I was in the audience, mm -hmm. and the host was Snoop Dogg, and the um, musical guest was Avril Lavigne. So, okay, good feel for the era. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. The bass player of Avril Lavigne was somebody that I knew. It was a guy who was in a band called Grade. They were um, a Canadian like hardcore band. Mm -hmm. Okay, so, yeah, that sounds uh, very familiar. So after the show, there was there's like an after party, and my girlfriend at the time and I went to this after party, and we were hanging out with this writer that we knew. That's why how we got in, mm -hmm. and um, you know met Avril Lavigne and whoever the fuck some like some thirty some forty one that were there. They were there too. Gotcha. And we Braid had played a show with them a long time ago they were out of it but it was really fun and i met a bunch of people there. i met jason sudeikis who was a writer at that time he was not on the show oh wow and then um horatio sands and um jimmy fallon were there too but the second time i went for some reason i ended up i was in the writer's room so oh, wow. there's a room in the back there's a room in the back you're not in this on the audience in the audience you're in the back watching it on tv with a bunch of like I guess the writers, I don't know. I don't know why I was in this room. Just and I was there out, yeah. with um, my friend, Kristen. It was my friend, Kristen and I, and we were, again, we had a friend who was a writer. He got us back in this writer room and I'm sitting there at this table with fucking Bob Odenkirk is, is on, at the table with me. <laughs> oh, wow. And uh, like all, you know, whatever, a bunch of other people maybe that I, I didn't recognize at the time, but the guest that night was Brian Cranston or the guest host and the, um, it was Kanye. Kanye was the oh, wow. uh, oh my god, was the uh, musical guest. So it was it was like fucked up because it was like, 
all right, writers, Connie is about to get out, go on. We, and they huddled us all through this um, hallway and then like opened this door. And it was like, oh, there's the stage. And we just stood in the doorway and watched <laughs> him perform. And we were like, like my, my friend Chris was like, this sucks. <laughs> like, I can't even <laughs> and then like, so then like they, then they, they huddle you back to like yeah. this, this room. And like I said, I was like, in the room with fucking Bryant with um, Bob Odenkirk and I could not, I couldn't speak. And at the after party, oh, it, by the way, when Kanye played, he had all these ballerinas. Okay. Did oh, things. yeah. I, yeah. I know that performance. Yeah. Yeah. He played, I think, the song Power. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. And so after the after party was at this bar, again, I don't know. It was in New York. Obviously, I don't know what the bar yeah. was. I've been to many in New York and I don't remember any other names. Yeah. Yeah. You just find a bar. <laughs> but I mean, like this was this this after party was was weird in a way that there were a lot of celebrities there. I ended up at again at a table with Bob Odenkirk mm -hmm. and we were talking. I was like, I don't even know what to fucking say to you. Yeah. And he comes <laughs> up, there's like a girl, a, a woman who's like next to him and talking to him. And we um found out it was uh I think her name might be uh, Shit, I don't know what her name is, but it's the woman who plays Flo uh, for Progressive. Oh, her, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stephanie, Stephanie Courtney. Stephanie Courtney, that's right. She used, she's close with Bob Odenkirk, they've written stuff together. Yeah, she's, she was she's hilarious. She's like, yeah, like her, her work outside of Flo, I mean, not that I would have known who she was outside of Flo before that, but like, she's incredibly funny. Mm. Yes, I, I agree. As someone whose whole family works for State Farm, we cannot speak about her. Uh, <laughs> but persona non grata. We, re we respect. <laughs> that was why, like, um, Jim Gaffigan was there. Like, okay. We were just like, oh, and there's Craig Robinson. Ooh. Why is he here? And like, um, host of the Mass Dancer. <laughs> um, but we saw. I we were sitting in this bar, and we could see trying to get in was Kanye. And they wouldn't let him in. <laughs> oh, and that's insane. What is going on? And we found out the reason was he wanted to get all of the ballerinas in too. <laughs> so that, that's Kanye at like peak of his powers. I can't believe anybody said no to him. I, I can't believe it either. <laughs> and he <played> power. <laughs> but two, two things. I have a picture that night because somebody, I, I tweeted that I um, had... I was going to SNL and someone's like, oh, you know who else is there? It's Donald Glover. Mm. Find Donald Glover. And I was like, okay. And he was there. So I was like, <laughs> I talked to him and I took up, I have a picture with Donald Glover at that. Oh, that's awesome. At that show. And then the second thing is um, Fred Armisen mm -hmm. was there. And I was, um, he's kind of from Chicago. He was in a band called Trench Mouth. Mm -hmm. That was a big band here. And on my 15th birthday. So, uh, I mean, I was born in, this was uh, June 14th, 1990. It was my 15th birthday. I went to see Fugazi play. Fantastic. In Chicago. And opening was Trenchmouth. And I don't know how my parents let me go to this, but I went. <laughs> I was 15. I was there. 6, 14, 90. You can even go to the Fugazi live archive and like listen to the show, which I have done. That's insane. And so being a, like, I, I, it's, it's not like hyperbole to say like, that was not only one of the best shows I've been to, but it like, it literally was so formative to me yeah. 
Yeah. It like made, it changed my life. It like literally changed my life to watch them play and the crowd go nuts. And they, at some at one point they brought some of the crowd on stage to play their instruments. It was just like blew my mind. It was like incredible. So when I was at this SNL after party and I saw Fred Armisen, I said, I got to talk to him about this show. Yeah. <laughs> so I, 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 you know, I pulled him over and I, you know, it's like, Hey, you know, um, whatever. I, I was got to be like, I just want to say this show that Trenchmouth played with Fugazi on my birthday at 15. It was like, like such an important show for me. He's like, yeah, it's like, that was a really important show for me too. He remembered it. Like, wow. We had wow. this like moment and it was so cool. Like, isn't that something just like to meet that person later on and be like, hell yeah, dude. No, not only we remember were both that show. There. Yeah, yeah. We were both there, but it's you played the show. <laughs> it's like when you hear about like old, like when speaking of Fugazi, where it's like rumor has it that uh, I think Ian Mackay was at the fear performance. He was right. He, yeah. he was in part of the, whatever yeah it's part of the mosh pit in the front thing and you're like yeah that's that's like you point to that and be like yep that's where it was going to go farther than just like 1979 like exactly yeah exactly it's those formative moments that are brought by live shows i think both in music and comedy like both of them can change your life yeah agreed i think there's a definitely a definitely connection yeah yeah, I, I saw Kyle Kinane, just I happened to be traveling and in like three different cities, he just happened to be performing where I was. And then I got to go to this thing in LA and he was also there. It was like a weekend retreat and he was one of the performers for like the Saturday night, but this was Friday night. Everybody's just hanging out, drinking, whatever. Yeah. And I was like, I, you, like this is, I, I don't, I think I might've just started doing comedy. So like, I was still very much like learning what comedy is. And like seeing somebody perform three shows like that in close like succession, you get to see kind of like how stuff grows and how it changes and people trying different things. Right. And I got to talk to him about that. And he like, he's like, oh, which shows were you at? And I, I told him the three ones and he told me all of the openers and like who he was with them and like oh, which, which ones did good and which ones didn't. And he was like, oh, which night were you at? I was like, oh, I, I saw the Saturday one in Providence. And he was like, Oh man, wasn't that show weird? They had us in like height order instead of like talent order, where like the big guy went first and then it worked down. He's like, height, it wasn't, yeah, height order. It's like it wasn't like that the rest of the weekend, but like, you know, whatever. Weird, weird shit happens on the road. That's I'm awesome. like, this is insane. Like, how do you remember all of these details about like they were months apart and he had like specific information about all three shows? I was like blown away. Somebody that's like good at their craft that yeah. can't, you know, like can um takes note of that stuff so they can adapt to it if weird shit happens again maybe yeah yeah true. that's amazing that's really cool that is cool uh dan i i, I will say for my my rattled example is that I, i'll i'll go to a, a comedy one where it's like there are spoilers here so like i want to warn people but oh would you just like I, I, I do feel bad about ruining it for people if I'm about to, but it is one of the most brilliant things I've ever seen on television, like easily. The, the show itself and the way they ended it, but the ending specifically. New Heart? Is, this new is heart? it New Heart? The show Review. No, it's not New Heart. Have you guys seen that Review? It's the, the Andy Daly show that was on oh, Comedy Central yeah. for a couple years. I remember oh. seeing bits and pieces of that. Yeah. The, the premise of the show is he's a guy who reviews real life experiences. Mm-hmm. I have heard of this. Okay, it, it's set up in a way where any other comedy show would have just been episodic. Whatever he did in that episode, the slate would be clean. 
and the next episode would just be new things. But with this show, every new thing he did stayed. So like in the first episode, he had to like try divorcing his wife. And then throughout the rest of the series, he's still like in love with his wife, but he just had to divorce her for the show. So he's still trying to get back with his wife, despite having had to divorce her for the show. And he's beholden to like whatever people are asking him to do. And there, there are like moments throughout the show that definitely rattled me. We're like, they, they go to space and like, he's, he's what like- What was Comedy Central's budget? <laughs> it, it couldn't have been a lot. They <laughs> well, they got to space. They did not seem to want this show to stay on the air, That's but it, it kept coming back in weird, sporadic, like, <laughs> oh, here, like two years later, here's season two or whatever. But Okay, one of those. Like, yeah, but Fred Willard played his father-in-law and he was a guy who loved space and he was trying to like get back with his wife. So he's like, I'm going to bring her dad to space. And they, they launch and they're doing one of those like zero gravity things and his his straps just aren't done yet so they kill him he's just dead and you're you're watching him his dead body just floating around the zero g plane and absolutely shook (laughs) (laughs) yeah so like they they kill him off and like you're just watching in the credits there's just a dead floating fred willard just like floating in and out of the shot that's insane absolutely shook watching that but like the longer you sit and watch it you're like this is hilarious like yeah it's 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 the it's the i forget what the term is but it's when you just like keep on hanging on to the punchline and it just keeps on like it (laughs) goes from like this is bleak to Oh, 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 okay. Right. Oh, like the fact that it was Fred Willard too, where you're like, I know he also finds this hilarious that he's True. just committing to being a floating dead body. Um, what was the TV show? I think it was on Comedy Central where the guy, uh, H. John Benjamin has a van. That's what I'm trying to think. Say. Oh yeah, John Benjamin has a van. Yes. Yeah, that show had one of the funniest things in a kind of a similar vein, but. Not it wasn't like the end all show. Is it the sound guy gets kidnapped episode? Yes. The sound guy got kidnapped and they didn't have sound. So the rest of the episode is just silent. Oh my gosh. (laughs) It is absolutely one of the best things I've ever seen on TV. That's really cool. Do you remember who the sound guy is? No, who? Nathan Fielder. Oh, really? Yeah. (laughs) So he he went from that to Nathan for you. (laughs) That show gives me anxiety. See, I can't do. I can't like, watch that either. Yeah, I, I yeah. loved it. <laughs> I can't do I it. Can't. I can't. It rattles me. <laughs> it's rat- it's a rattling show. <laughs> the the end of review to to fully spoil the arc of review. They after like a year and a half of like we we want to bring this show back, but we don't know if we're going to be able to. They finally got a third season. And Andy Daly is going around, like in real life, going around, like promoting it as if like, oh yeah, we, we finally got this final season. It's gonna, we're gonna wrap everything up. In the third episode, in the middle of the episode, the show within the show gets canceled. And then the show is just over. <laughs> like that, the end of the show, the last season is like two and a half episodes because there's nothing to document. Like it's a documentary about him making the show basically. So there's nothing more to document. So the show is just over. So you're watching this and like you expect TV to work to work the way TV has always worked. Mm. And then like 10 minutes into this show, it's just done. Like I, I just sat there in silence afterwards. Like 
it is one of the like most brilliant things I've ever seen yeah. a TV show attempt, and they pulled it off. But I was stunned. I can honestly say, I don't think I've had that stunned moment with TV. But hearing that, I could definitely like not expecting. It. You know what? No, there was one time in college when I was doing um, more drugs than I do now, which is none. Uh, <laughs> that I I was high and I watching. Uh, Cartoon Network or Adult Swim and Too Many Cooks came on while I was high and I had not heard about Too Many Cooks. So watching that unfold was horrifying. Oh, I don't uh, know that show. Yeah, I, I bet it, it would be. Yeah. It's I, a, I had I had a full like precursor of like this is see, what to expect when no when one told me. It's me basically it starts as if it's an 80s sitcom called Too Many Cooks and they're going through the different tropes, but it's 15 minutes long and it's just they keep on adding different actors. Oh, uh, and it just keeps, it's always the theme song and it'll like key change and then it'll go into a different huh. type of genre. And by the end of it, it's like on a post-apocalyptic, they're like trying to crawl towards the button to make it stop. It's horrifying. <laughs> mm. Yeah, I think like wow. just a week ago, that theme song stopped playing on a loop in my head. <laughs> yeah, it's a rough. I honestly, Bob, you don't have to watch it. I, I don't, <laughs> yeah. after okay. this, don't. <laughs> Deal. Uh, Deal. All right, Dan, do you want a quick answer like a couple? Yeah, fan ones of what fans said. I hope you don't get sued for that one because that one is a little too close. It's a Hammer Sadie song. Yes. You'll be hearing from my lawyer. <laughs> yes. Yes, that's why we had you as the first guest of the second season. We were like, listen, we just need you to sign a couple things. Force the first approval. <laughs> All right, Dan, what do we got? All right, so I'm going to leave names out of this one because it okay. seems like a lot of people are rattled by work things. So I, I don't necessarily <laughs> want them to be in trouble for contributing to our show. Fair. But I, I had a, a Please teacher- Please name drop your sister immediately. Yeah. Well, I mean, <laughs> I, I will, I'll, I'll say her. She said, our family. And I was like, okay, <laughs> fair. Fair. <laughs> But um, yeah, so like I, I had a teacher saying irrational parents and like basically dealing with irrational parents for a week straight of like the, the same thing happening and thinking you're finally making progress, but they're not coming with you in this progress. Teachers have had, a, had it really rough this year. Yeah, I, I can't even imagine. I, I, I quit teaching when I could do it in person. I can't even imagine no, if how really I would have made it through this. Yeah. <laughs> There, there's like no chance I would have done well at this. I have, uh, I have reached a point in my retail career because I work at a, we've talked about it on the show, but a unnamed Swedish furniture maker. <laughs> so many there's choices. So many of those. So many. Uh, that for lunch today they gave us meatballs. If that helps at all, <laughs> could be anywhere. Uh, and a part of me, and and a part of me was like, really? I mean, they they do have some of the best vegetarian hot dogs I've ever had anywhere. They do have very good vegetarian. I'll check it out. Uh, whoever it anybody may be. <laughs> um, it could be anybody. Why is my background blue and yellow right now? <laughs> no, don't okay, worry about okay. it. Don't worry about it. It's fine. It's fine. This gets us just a okay. little bit of ad money. Um, <laughs> um, no, it's uh, like I've reached a point where I was like, man, I, I should start planning to be like, not more like state. Like, I guess, yeah, it's stability in a way, but it's like I'm getting to an age where like maybe I don't want to do 
retail for the rest of my life. And I started looking into teaching and I was like, you know, maybe after things get back to a little bit normal, there might be a need mm -hmm. for some teachers. And then the first thing that's rattling is like, oh man, people in teaching, there's a lot of things going on. It's like, oh no, I can't, I can't. Yeah. From, from experience and having a lot of jobs that are like on the surface, easy, teaching is the hardest, easy job. We're like, so much mm. of the work is done for you with like curriculum and that stuff that they just kind of provide you. But everything else that you have to do is so hard. Yeah, I agree. I can imagine. Yeah. All right. What so else we got? Another one, actually someone I work with when I, I won't, I won't throw her under the bus, but I fully understand what she's talking about when she says bad software that is presented as a thing that's supposed to make things easier that only malfunctions and ruins everything all the time. Technology when it fails, when it fails you, when you're relying on it, even if it's a small thing and it fails you, it's just as a sort, it, it feels personal. Yeah. It yeah. sucks. Like, like, why are you doing this to me? Like, <laughs> well, I guess that comes back to your thing, Bob, is like things inconvenient or impeding other things is that like you come in with the thought of like, listen, this is supposed to make my life easier. And, and right it now, is not. that is not doing yeah. it as job. <laughs> like, I think that's part of it too, where it's like this thing had one job. Like right. I, I need, I need it to do this one thing. And that's the only reason I have it. And it's not doing that. So like, why do I have mm -hmm. it now? Yeah. I mean, back mm. to teachers, like terrible to do classes over zoom with like toddlers, you know, you know, it's, it's yeah. not easy. Oh, it's, yeah. Nobody knows what's happening. They weren't yeah, trying for that. teacher friends who like when their schools opened up, they still had the option of like, kids don't have to go or whatever. It's like, it was like parents choice of whether they wanted to send their kids. Yeah. And some did, some didn't. So now teachers are at the same time teaching to kids online and also kids in the room with them. Like I, oh I have no idea how that, like, how I, there's no way I no. can't, I can't even Man. like start to imagine how I would put that together. Yeah. I mean, maybe I'll just stick to keeping Ikea furniture. I mean, yeah. who? <laughs> and then just blue and yellow <laughs> people come through the window. Got and it. Take me away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you want to do like two I have, more? Uh, yeah, we can do two more. I have, I have two more. Okay, it's, it's another cool. job related one, which seemed to be kind of a lot of the, the focus for, for people this week. Jobs are pretty rattling, especially now. But yeah, the, when, when people push their responsibilities off on other people and it like doesn't help the project, it just slows a project down and then everything gets bogged down and caught up and like. That is called delegating my friend. And I am learning to do that very uh -huh. well when I'm too sad to do any work. <laughs> well, I, I do want to read it. I'll read it verbatim just because it was a funny typo. It said, people not okay. doing their jobs and de facto pushing their responsibility onto others so that the project in questions, questions plural, project in questions doesn't come grinding to a haiku. Oh, well, first of all, you caught this person at a vulnerable moment. Yeah. Yeah. To leave the haiku in there again, doesn't matter. Honestly, it did. The, the chat from there went on to spell halt like three different ways and wrong a couple more times. So it kept it, haiku, which was great. Wow. Yeah. It spelled perfectly. Did, didn't change. Kept kept the error and then yeah. was like, I, I know I made a mistake. Wait, can you repeat that real quick? The whole thing? You, up until like midway through. People not doing their jobs and de facto pushing their responsibility. De facto. De facto. How do they include de That's facto? True. 
<laughs> I honestly, that feels like corporate jargon. Like yeah. Sy synergy and whatever. Like, I don't, I don't know what it means. <laughs> I, I could use it in a sentence, but I know it would mean nothing. It's Latin, right? Well, you, you know, the two of you are comedians. Like when it comes to like um, getting business scenarios, def just file that away somewhere. De facto. De facto, yeah, de facto, and oh, I get it a lot, sense, swim lanes, de facto, and like, <laughs> oh man, mm. business, write these business down real is, is hilarious. There, there is nothing that makes me laugh more than business speak. And I have a couple of friends who are like incredibly good at it from yeah, having like, like lived in that corporate world for about? a long time. Wait, just say what you're saying. <laughs> what is it? Just say it. Yeah, I, oh, I will, uh, I will set them up. Like if I'm having a bad day, I will set them up to just be like, just go act like we're at a meeting and it just like fixes me. <laughs> like, I feel centered after it. <laughs> so right now for my notes for this show, just cause we're wrapping up to the end. Cause sometimes I do write notes is uh de facto use more. I wrote down grade kind of Canadian hardcore. Cause I want to see if, if there's anything kicking around there. And then I wrote rattled in order to write down what I was going to put. And instead I just drew a pickle. <laughs> so, okay. Must've been a good guest when you're drawing pickles. No. You were a great cast. You're drawing pickles. <laughs> no, I was literally, I wrote rattled and I was like, okay, like, you know, you, you have that thing and you, and you want to talk about what makes you rattled. And then just kind of as a nervous tick, drew a pickle. <laughs> it's weird. I can only draw food for some reason. All right. We got, we got one more. We got one more. And I, I feel like it was presented as a joke, but also I think it's a, an appropriate answer. It was just a picture of a rattlesnake. Where, yep, definitely like, yeah, rattled, ha, ha, ha. But like, yeah, if I also, saw one, I would snakes. be fucking rattled. <laughs> you know what? I don't like bees. I don't like bees. bees. Don't like yeah. them. I don't want yep. them around. Oh, Bob, there is a viral video oh, going boy. around right now where it is a woman with no protective gear because she's a big pro bee person. Oh, she's a pro and bee. there is a pro bee. <laughs> uh, just there is a deck in texas that someone called and went like we want to save these bees that have built a hive in our deck out back she lifts it up no oh, gloves no God. protection just lifts it up literally tens of thousands of bees she's not wearing gloves she's got no like the classic <laughs> bee thing he gets them all into like a portable hive and drives them to a safe spot she did it she's like she's the bee she did it but the entire like every comment underneath the video is like how how do the bees know? I don't They're like, know. You're safe. Like, how do they yes. know? I were bees. We sense your kindness. And then like that just repeats itself. <laughs> well, maybe she like doused herself in some sort of like repellent or like bee. Um... Maybe. Bee beat. <laughs> right. Like bee CBD. <laughs> yeah. CBD bee. She seems calm, man. Let's just see what she's going to say. CBD bee. Oh my God. Uh, I will calm yeah. these bees down. They're going to right into this thing and we get them out of here. It's incredible. It's, it's like incredible. It's one of those things where like, I, I don't like this, but I can't look away. I, I will never watch that. Yeah. No, I, I, I'm going to send it to you. No, every I, won't, day on I won't watch it. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. No rattle snakes so far. The only thing that my mom has not been bitten by uh, pretty oh, wow. much every other animal. Yep. But not snake. A shark, a shark. Uh, stingray, which I uh, ah. carry underneath. Ah. She was stabbed by a stingray, gored by a bull, attacked by numerous dogs. What? Have I ever told the bull story on this show? No. 
Oh, does we she have a state- show? Does she have a show on Animal Planet? She I should. hope she don't need that. Could you imagine just Long Island Medium having a show talking about the animals? Yeah, Long Island Medium's <laughs> animal show. <laughs> That's essentially what the Sydney Rogers Animal Hour will be. Uh, no, we were at the State Fair in Connecticut, and um, uh, there's obviously uh, uh, cows, prize cows, and show cows. And oh my God, she's and she was holding. Cow. No, she was holding my cousin, who was who was like two at the time. She's holding it in front of this big, long, horned steer. Uh, and when she switched arms, I guess the cow had knocked off one of the, the 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 hooks that were like on his horn, so he doesn't move around too much. And as she moved, where the baby just was, got her hooked underneath her arm with a horn and started flailing her around. Oh my God. And she's screaming, someone take the baby. Someone take the baby. Someone grabs the baby because she just hurled my cousin at someone. They get the, the, to get her down, she's, she's very calm. She's like, hey, uh, like the, the farmer is over. It's like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Is, is there anything you need? It's like, do we need to get an ambulance or anything? She goes, it's fine. I'm fine. She got a little like scratched up here. She's a little bloody underneath her arm. Uh, she goes, I'm fine. But if you could please, get my bra off the bull's horn because it had gone <laughs> through the bra and ripped it out through her armhole in her shirt. So it's just crying baby, rattled mother. See what I did there? Farmer very upset. And then just a bull chewing cud <laughs> with a bra hanging Holy off Holy cow. That's unbelievable. I can't believe I never told that story before. When yeah. she did, there is a show in Philly uh, called Your Mom is Funny, where you actually write sets for your mom to do on stage. Uh, it's a very fun show. And she did it. And basically, the whole set was just like, you need to tell that story uh, <laughs> on stage as I've written yeah. it. Because, yeah, traumatic at the time, but yeah, very funny. Insane. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that's that's the most rattled she's been. And yes. Bob, thank you for being part of our. Thank you so much show. for asking. That was amazing. I mean, to be yeah. a part of this is super yeah. fun, really fun. It was awesome talking to you, man. Yeah. genuinely. Yeah, this this really means a lot to me. I really appreciate you coming on. Do you want to buy a guitar? I hardly use this one anymore. It just sang when I played at the store. Now it's frets and it's face are all beaten up and worn. I sold my orange, sold my vox, buried my lyrics deep in a box. I brought my records back to the store cause I barely listen to them anymore. They stayed unplayed beyond the door with the rest of the mess that failed to keep me warm I brought some cash back to the music room floor and somehow now I feel more poor some love.
This has been a presentation of the Wasted Robot Network. For more information on this and other podcasts, visit us on Facebook and Instagram at Wasted Robot Records. Or it's such a professional show.